Everybody and welcome back to another episode of You Have Failed with me, Sam Vader. I'm sure some of you, maybe one of you, are wondering, where have I been? And that is something I think to talk about another day, because the topic I want to talk about today... Um, well, let's just say I can already feel the tears welling. I thought I've got all of my crying out the way for this, but um, as I sit here intending to talk about it, I can um, feel those tears welling up. So for anyone who has been a long-standing fan of the show, or, you know, if you've looked at the title of this particular episode when you've clicked on it to choose to listen, you know what this is going to be about. I have a tradition of after every episode of a certain televisual show, talking about it, dissecting it, and giving my thoughts and feelings. But this is going to be so so much more in this particular case so so much more um because it's not just an episode of this particular show this is in fact the end of this show and of course that show is attack on titan has finally come to an end after 10 years um as an anime 13 years since the first um manga uh, chapter dropped and I know we're getting another chapter coming out um, early next year. Um, we don't know what that is going to be, but the main story as it is, is ended. This has been confirmed as the final episode, as proven um, by that haunting screen at the end, which I'll get to. Um, so, yeah, I might cry during this. Um, I'm fighting back the tears as I can. Um, I, yeah, I thought I got all my crying out earlier when I watched it and then through that the rest of the day. But here I am thinking about it and um, on the verge of tears, so we will see. But yes, Attack on Titan has ended. And before I even dissect the episode, <laughs> I have felt so empty all of today. And that is not because the show, the ending was bad or the show is bad by any means, of course. But because something's missing from my life and that happens now to be, I, I think genuinely that is Attack on Titan. Um, anyone who's listened to any of my previous episodes regarding this particular show knows that it's had such a profound and important impact on my life and such an important role in my life. That seeing it end is actually something incredibly tragic um, for me. Um... Yeah, I and the best way I've had it described to me was by my friend Saffron when we were talking about it. it it's that feeling on like the 26th, 27th of December when Christmas is over. And what do you do now? There's, it, it, it's just over and you feel that emptiness because I can't explain how it is that I feel or have felt all day. It's just this empty meaninglessness there's nothing to look forward to yeah, and that's obviously not true I have, I have a good life um and it's not like that but attack on time was such a big part of it and as much as yes okay i might have done the occasional jokey complaining about the length in between episodes and seasons but that wait time meant there was something still to look forward to whereas now it's over there's no more attack on time to look forward to at any point and 
that really hit me today and I had this sort of deep sinking empty feeling in my chest all day and it's it's been quite impactful um yeah I, I don't know how to feel now that it's ended um other than grateful but that's something I really want to talk about at the end if I'm completely honest and this this whole episode today might be a bit over the place um because a lot of the stuff I've spoken about before when I talked about the manga ending as well so there is that side to it where I might be repeating some things and you know but the ending genuinely is perfect um we'll start with things that made me happy first before we get on to the things that really um broke my heart um so the music the music's absolutely incredible everything from the new opening um to just the music used in the episode the bit um during the battle of heaven and earth where the scouts are fighting you know against all of the sort of titans that emir has created to stop them getting to erin um the music where it combines sort of the the theme of paradise and the theme of marley together sort of hearing one and then the other and then them playing sort of simultaneously showing that these two sides um of of eldians have united against a common enemy it was really really incredible in the new opening i you know to you two thousand years after or whatever it was called no the last titan sorry that's a different song and um, the last titan absolutely incredible um yeah, I, the the fact that it sort of follows the same beats as Guru no Yumiya, uh, the first opening, uh, even having as much as Eren firing a flaming bow and arrow, um, which obviously is what Guru no Yumiya stands for, is the crimson bow and arrow. Um, and apparently someone said this, obviously I, I can't speak Japanese, oh, German, sorry. But apparently one of the German lines in the original is, you know, the, the someone, something picks up the sword and then, you know, and the, the German in this is saying about the world, that the sword that the world broke. And obviously that's referring a bit to Eren there. Um, and just the, the visuals in that song are incredible, uh, sorry, in the opening were incredible as well. Not to mention the end credits where the final bit of music that actually plays is the first few notes uh, from Guru no Yunia, just as an ending. Um, and then it fades out like that. It was really beautiful. Uh, and then you get the, obviously, scream um, that I'm not going to talk about right now because it's making me tear up. Um, save that all for the end. I haven't even talked about Erin yet, Jesus. Um, yeah, so the music was absolutely incredible. I think we got the return of a lot of good things. We even got, um, oh, what's the name of the song? Barricades uh, made a return as well. It, not in its original form, but, uh, arranged slightly differently. I think different music and not the singing, but we got Barricades again, which was really good. Obviously, we had Ashes on the Fire and then Attack on Titan, which are the two songs I referred to earlier uh, the visuals are absolutely incredible they did a great job animating this episode everything from the scene with the baby um until all of the more intricate and more personable moments they were all incredibly incredibly perfect oh i suppose i might as well rip off the bandage erin yeager um it's no secret on on this particular show that Erin Yeager is my favourite fictional character of all time, joint with Darth Vader. Darth Vader's got a lot of nostalgia there for me. 
which Erin Yeager has a lot of that character won my heart I've never sorry I'm so sorry <laughs> I've never hidden that I've never hidden that Erin was a special character to me I saw a lot of myself in him um in ways that I you know I don't entirely I, I've I've covered briefly but I don't think people who don't know me will understand um <clears throat> and I'm not going to bore you with the intricacies of my life but Erin was important to me and he is I think genuinely the best written fictional character protagonist uh, just character in general not just protagonist but protagonist and character of all time um and you know I, I'd read the manga I knew what was coming in this episode I knew his fate and even now I <laughs> I'm sure you can hear it in my voice I, I'm not okay he his death is one that will stick with me as a very powerful death because it has so much meaning behind it that I don't think can ever really be explained. Personally, to me, in terms of his actual end, I think what I have liked as well, actually, just sidetracking slightly before I talk about his eventual um, fate, is that the ending's been a lot more well-received this time. Anime fans seem to like it a lot more than the manga fans who seemed to pan it at the time. I always loved it. I've always been a big supporter of it. I have been on this show for a while. Um, but some people didn't. This time it seems to be a lot more universally loved, which is really good. A lot more people seem to be understanding Erin's sacrifice here. His sacrifice was to give the people he cared about a longer life, to give them a better life. And see, look, I'm a bit happier now because I'm talking about the good things that he did. The tears will come back when I talk about him dying again. Um, his sacrifice, he gave up his heart. He gave up his own life um, for them. And, you know, whether an army even said, you know, we didn't want to be heroes, blah, 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 blah. And we didn't want that. Erin didn't care. The only thing he cared about was his friends and them getting the life that they deserved. Even, unfortunately, at the cost of his own life. And this is something his friends comment on right at the end after he has been killed. Uh, when you see them and they all remember the conversations they had with Erin in the paths before this. And they're all like, Erin, wh why did you... Why did you do this? You know, John even calls him a conscientious bastard. And, and it's Annie who makes these astute observations. She's like, why did you spend all your time worrying about us? Why didn't you look after yourself, you suicidal maniac? And that is characteristic of who Erin has always been. He's been someone to charge in head first to protect his friends. Look what he did back in episode five um, in the when the, the Titans attacked Trost. He jumps into a Titan's mouth to protect Eren, uh, Armin without a single care in the world. And it, not a single care, but without a single care for his own safety. He's always been willing to give his own life to protect those that he cares about. And yes, that is why he probably earned the nickname Suicidal Bastard, because he's always been willing to run in head first, but it's to protect the people he cares about. He was willing to die if it meant they got a better life. And what I really loved was the bond these people all have, even though they were just fighting against him. 
they showed that they still cared by Annie being like, why didn't you care about yourself? Say the conscientious bastard comment that they all still care about Aaron. They didn't want him to die. They didn't want this to be the option. They wish they could have saved him, proved by the really tragic moment where they all realize they have to kill him. It's that moment where Levi is the one who says it and, you know, he even makes a joke, you know, he, he wished he could have given Aaron one more lecture, told him off for all these things that he's done wrong but he'll never get that chance and they all sort of begrudgingly agree they have to kill him but it doesn't mean any of them want to Eren is still their friend and they still care about him very much so the choice to kill him wasn't an easy one but unfortunately it was the only choice they had the only choice Eren gave them and ultimately that was by design on Eren and really if you think about it in Mia's part Erin was always going to die here and he's known that for a very long time at this point and that's his ultimate fate really is to die at the hands of the woman he loves um, that really tragic moment where <laughs> you see them at the cabin and you realise that if Mikasa had confessed her love for him there and then he would have run away with her. He would have gone and found somewhere, lived out his last four years, the rest of the world, paradise be damned, as long as he was with her. But unfortunately, that wasn't what fate had in store for them. That wasn't the destiny that had been chosen for these two kids in love. They had, unfortunately, a much bigger part to play in the world that resulted in them having to die because the only way to break Amir's bond of love to King Fritz was for someone to break the bond of love themselves and the person chosen for that role unfortunately was Mikasa and, and that's I think the most important thing here the thing that I think a lot of people missed in the manga that was made a lot clearer in the anime as to why Erin did what he did Mikasa was the chosen one Mikasa was the special one Eren was nobody Eren said that himself he he was just an idiot who lucked his way into a special power and then everyone around him thought that he was special the whole of Paradise Island put this massive weight on his shoulders saying that he was the only hope of humanity he was this really special person he was the only hope humanity have and it pushed him to breaking point and he eventually committed genocide because of it and it's all because he wasn't the chosen one Erin was just some suicidal dumbass as I'm pretty sure he calls himself verbatim Mikasa was the chosen one she was the one who was going to break the cycle and, and all the pressure put on Erin is what broke him the manga doesn't make that too clear it's just more implied but this one through the conversation you see with Armin Erin is very self aware that he wasn't the special one he wasn't this chosen one it was Mikasa all along he was just the conduit through which she would free Amir and rid the world of Titans. And that ultimately was Eren's other aim, to rid the world of Titans. And we'll get to the, the ending scene in a minute, but was that goal not achieved? From episode one, two, he said he would kill them all. By the time he's done, there's no Titans left. Eren 
did what he had to do. Unfortunately, that just came at the cost of his own life. That that beautiful moment where the only time he opens his eyes, or the final time, is to see Mikasa as he wakes up from that dream, her holding his head, the dream that he had back in episode one, linking it all together under that tree. Where they finally have their last kiss, but first kiss, sorry, but unfortunately, Erin's already gone at that point. But she breaks the bonds that tie Amir to to this world, the bonds of love, freeing the world from Titans and freeing Amir from her prison. And it is a tragic, bittersweet end, but it was the only way the story could go. With all the pressure put on Erin, he did snap and... <laughs> He saw the future. He says himself he couldn't have changed it, but also admits that he wouldn't have wanted to. He wanted to wipe out the earth. He was angry. He would have done it, regardless of whether the future told him to or not. And that's the cruel truth of it, but also the brilliance of the writing. It doesn't make Eren in the right. It doesn't go all the way to making him sympathetic and, oh, oh, you know... It, it, he didn't want to do it uh, you know, like most people would have a cop out writing of no the future made him do it no even though he couldn't change the future and he tried ultimately it didn't matter because he wanted to do it anyway and that leads to one of the, I think the best additions that the anime made in the conversation between him and Armin where Armin basically admits that he gets it. He'd thought of doing the same thing. And in fact, he admits that he is the reason Eren ended up doing it. Because he's the one who promised Eren an empty outside world, free of titans where they could enjoy themselves. So when Eren eventually found the ocean and saw it wasn't this empty paradise, Eren would snap. And that, that beautiful moment where Armin says they'll be together forever because <laughs> he pushed Eren to do it. He caused it. Not only that, but he'd killed loads of people as well. He very much admitted that he's going to go to hell as well if it's real. And the two of them embrace one last time, promising to be together forever, essentially as best friends in the afterlife, whether that's hell or not, spending the rest of their life together, which to me was incredibly beautiful. That, that really, I think, added a lot to that particular scene between the two friends in their final meeting saying, this is a see you later, I'll come get, I'll come find you, Erin, and we'll spend eternity together. Unfortunately, we can't know if he'll get that with Mikasa as well, but I really thought that was a beautiful moment um, for him. And I like the way they fleshed out the the fate of the scouts afterwards they are working for the allied forces to try and find peace with paradis but they all do go on to live long lives <laughs> levi handing out sweets to children gabby and falco planting trees it it really is a beautiful way to end it um and that brings on to the other complaint a lot of people have is well the world goes back to war it's like well erin never sought to end war Eren didn't care for that. He just wanted his friends to live long lives. And the war didn't start till long after they died. They'd lived their lives. They'd had good lives. And then the war started again. And that brings you to the end sort of credit bit where someone else finds the tree. Now, a lot of people can say, you know, is this... It's open-ended. It, it could mean a lot of things. 
to me, it represents life finding a way. Because as you see with the conversation with Zeke and Armin, sorry, I'm just getting over the tears because I'm, I'm done sort of talking about Arian for a bit. When, when you see the conversation between Zeke and Armin, that the, the parasite thing is very much, sorry, excuse me, a representation stuck in my throat of life. The idea of life persevering, life multiplying, that life trying to survive through fear of death. And that's what that tree represents. He says that Amir created the Titan body because she was that afraid of dying that it created a place where life and death doesn't exist inside the paths, but also created an indestructible body. This boy who walked in there with his dog, he might not be afraid of dying at the moment he enters. He might not want an invincible body, so it might not create a Titan. It might not create anything. It doesn't inherently mean that the titans are coming back and that the cycle continues it just means that life perseveres no matter what and i think that's part of Visyama's ultimate message if you go back to the first couple of seasons before it becomes the sort of political drama that it ends up becoming it is a story about a small group of humans fighting to survive life finding a way finding a way to thrive against all odds that's the truth of the story there are so many other political nuances and you know more intricate details woven in sure about violence and war and the cyclical nature of being a human but ultimately it's about life persevering and that's what that tree represents at the end there it's it's the nature of life to survive it doesn't inherently mean that a titan will be created because the first titan was created because of Mir's specific needs when she fell into that tree to survive and have that invincible body but we don't know what's going to happen after this and that's the world Aaron created he didn't create a perfect world he was never trying to he was just trying to save his friends and at the risk of his own life not even thinking about his life once as Annie pointed out and the other real tragedy of it is if you go back to that episode 5 again where they Eren saves Armin he literally comments when he's inside the mouth of the titan that this is no place to die well the irony that being inside the mouth of a titan is no place to die really came full circle when you consider that Eren died within the mouth of a titan his own titan or not that is where he met his end and it is also perfectly cyclical i've spoken before about the brilliant tragedy of Eren being the one to drag his mum oh, to send the titan towards his mum I think the whole battle for heaven on earth was just incredible. The way it looked, the, the scenery, the way obviously all of the titans of the people that we knew, the Galliard brothers, um, Grisha, Eren Kruger, uh, Mr. Kasava, Berthold, Emir coming back to help were absolutely fantastic. Um, the design of all the other titans, obviously especially the beast titans were great. Oh, which leads me on to the best part of the episode. Not the best part, that's a lie. But something I've been looking forward to for a very long time. The moment where Levi finally... Finally... Finished Erwin's final order. And killed Zeke. Chopping his head off without prejudice. It was the literal definition of on site. He saw Zeke and he went in for the kill with zero prejudice. And he ended it there and then. 
Zeke's final moments were very beautiful. Him realising, well, actually, I should have just been taken in life while I had the chance. Um, but realising that he'd killed too many people to be allowed that luxury. And, okay, I've had my bit now. I've enjoyed the fact that Zeke has died. I'm going to take a break from my normal Zeke bashing, which I know will confuse a lot of you. And let me make this clear. I still hate Zeke. I think he's an absolute prick. However, that comes from the fact that he is one of the best written characters within fiction. The fact that I can have such a hatred for him and such a resentment for him, bear in mind he's fictional, I think says a lot. So when it comes to my hatred of Zeke, I think I need to make clear now that we're with the final episode, I might as well make clear. My hatred of Zeke comes from the fact that he is genuinely one of the best written characters I've ever seen. The intricacies of his character, the complicatedness of who he is, is absolutely fantastic. All crescendoing in this final bit, realizing that actually life doesn't have to have a meaning. He could have just been happy playing catch the whole time but he lost sight of what life really meant, which is just enjoying it. And that was the tragedy of him at the end. And he also gave us the true nugget, proving or sort of, I don't know what the word is, but showing that Erin's death meant something in that he claimed that maybe the true freedom comes in those last moments before you die no longer afraid solidifying and foreshadowing the fact that once Erin had been killed unfortunately it was right at the end that he was finally free he was free of his bonds free of his ties Erin Jaeger was free in his last moments free to fly around as a bird a parasitic Jaeger in fact is the name of that seagull that we see flying around or Wrapping the scarf around Mikas's neck. That moment killed me. And it always will kill me. Seeing him wrap that scarf around her neck um, is beautiful. Absolutely incredible. Absolutely beautiful. Um, I just, yeah. Her thanking him. Because he's always there to protect her. No matter what. Is, is truly incredible. Her not taking the scarf off. Even though he asked... She could never truly part with him, and it really is magical. And Levi gets his final moments with his fallen scout friends, finally doing the salute himself, actually crying as he sees them all, realising that this is what they gave their lives for, a world without titans, which kind of solidifies the, the point of Eren's sacrifice, is that they did achieve what they set out to do. It's just not the way they thought they'd do it kind of in a Darth Vader-esque story if he, Darth Vader was the chosen one he did bring balance just not in the way that people thought he would Eren did do what he needed to do but obviously I've already made my point that Eren was never the chosen one and that is very important getting to see Sasha again <laughs> you'll know I love Sasha that was absolutely um, incredible um, once again I knew it was coming and it hurt all the same to see Sasha um, that one last time for Connie and John their bromance was incredible as well when they thought they were dying um, 
talking about how it's the true role of a scout to die trusting your comrades to carry on fighting for you that was truly an incredible moment um the whole episode was full of incredible moments and tidbits and just just put it was the, it was perfect and it all crescendoed with the screen we all knew was going to happen but i really didn't ever want to see it I, I was in so much denial that this would be the case but rather than the classic to be continued it just said in big letters the end signifying that this was the end of the story the end of the boy who sought freedom um and what a journey what a story it was attack on titan was a show that i found at a time in my life when i really needed to find the show um i put it on because i'd heard about it from some people that i worked with um and it was on netflix season one was on netflix i was like oh you know what i'll give it a try so i sat and i watched it um i watched an episode and suddenly it was two episodes and suddenly it was three and before i knew it i was hooked this thing had become such a big part of my life um it become one of the most incredible parts of my life um I'm forever grateful that for whatever reason I just stuck it on Netflix because <laughs> anyone who knows me knows I don't tend to watch anything new I rewatch the same thing over and over again um which I will be doing with Attack on Titan from now on it's very rare I start something new um so the urge to put on Attack on Titan I don't know what came over me but it was exactly what I needed at that time in my life um was this show something that I could love and just engross myself in but relate to and they're in I, I just see myself in him really I needed it at the time um I can't tell you how much of an impact this has had on my life I know it's an obsession in terms of I've got the merch I've got posters in my room it's a lot more than that it, it's a relationship it's it's genuinely a part of my life that i'm so glad is there attack on titan will always be a part of me and the fact that it's ended i i can't quite process it if i'm honest i can't explain exactly how i'm feeling right now seeing the story wrap up because these characters are so important to me Erin, Levi, Mika, Armin, John, Connie, Reiner, Irvin, Hanji, Peak, Falco, Gabby, the list goes on hopefully I didn't forget anyone, Sasha and it's such oh just it, it's not the best anime of all time it's the best TV show of all time it's the best piece of fiction ever written it's more than just a show it's more than just a manga it's art it's it's more than art it's something that you truly feel in your heart <laughs> you truly give your heart up to it um, and it takes you on a ride um, sometimes I, I genuinely think you know if, if what wouldn't I give up to be able to go back and watch this show from the start it, you, you see the things the internet is like, oh if there's one tv show you could watch 
from the start again with no knowledge of what is to come, I will 100% of the time, every single time, say Attack on Titan without hesitation. That is my answer. Because the twists, the unraveling of all of it is is beautiful. The, the second, third, fourth time you watch and you notice things that were foreshadowing all along is is just so cleverly done. And the impact it's had on me to... And, you know, I, I joke about it, but to go back and see the simpler times of when it was just man versus Titan. I was saying earlier to, to Danny that... It's mental to think that actually the happy years or the happiest time for them was actually during season one, two, and three. <clears throat> In those, uh, I thought, what, I think it's nine months season one, two, and three take part, just to sort of adjuring. <clears throat> and that was their happiest time. And to go back and experience all that again when you just thought it was man versus monster and there wasn't much else going on and building all the way up to the absolute incredible piece of fiction it was and is I I will ever forever forever be grateful to this show and more specifically oh bear with me here I will forever forever be grateful to Aaron Yeager for everything that he's meant to me I I know some of you out there are listening and you might have switched off by now by thinking I am completely stupid because I'm thanking a fictional character who's not even real but to me he was it, to me he is he like I said I saw so much of myself in him and to having that to watch to see him grow help me learn things about myself help me grow as a person um and understand that you know i'm not alone um erin erin's an important part of my life and he will never end he will forever be that top favorite fictional character of all time i erin yeager is special and watching him die will never ever ever get easier um but none of attack on titan ever will and i can't sit here and pretend that oh it's been really you know happy the whole way through and then suddenly it's just got really sad that's just the story attack on titan is it's it's bittersweet the end but the whole show's bittersweet i think the best way i can describe the ending is it's unsatisfyingly satisfying because it's, you don't get this big happy grand ending but at the same time it finishes just the way it was supposed to it finishes the way it was meant to the only way the story could properly crescendo but it's still got that sense of unsatisfyingness because not only do you not get a happy ending which would have felt wrong and wouldn't have fit but like attack on titan always does with its to be continued even when it says the end you just want that bit more now don't get me wrong I know Isayama's doing this final chapter and I genuinely think it's going to be more of an epilogue of what everyone was doing afterwards. But I don't think any more beyond that really needs to be added onto Attack on Titan. I know spin-offs are wanted and loads of people would like like an early Levi spin-off and whatnot. But I and, and maybe that would be okay. 
but I think sometimes things are better left off alone. Sometimes it becomes too much when you've got too many spin-offs and whatnot. And Attack on Titan is perfect. It's not too long. It's, what, 80-odd episodes by the end of it? Maybe 90? You know, One Piece is well over a 1,000 and it's still not done, whereas Attack on Attack Titan wrapped up in less than a hundred and that's not to say one piece is bad i've never watched it i know obviously the attack on titan fan base and one piece one are in a bit of a like mutual hate boner for each other but i you know i'm not here to judge it i've never seen it um but it, it's short and it's wrapped up it doesn't need to be any longer you don't need to keep adding to it and ruin it sometimes going back and retroactively adding things ruins things in the long run um which is why i'm really hoping this final chapter is just going to be a bit of an epilogue based on what we've seen from the the cover it looks like that's what it's going to be explaining more about what everyone did in the aftermath um, as opposed to really adding anything new on per se um, because adding more spin-offs and everything I think would ruin and taint what the show became and, and the brilliance of such a self-isolated story with no filler, none of this nonsense. It's just straight to the point. Action, drama, a bit of comedy. Romance is the key part of it, whether you see it from the start or not. Um, a horror, thriller, it, it's, it's everything. It's... It really is everything, um, and more importantly, it's everything to me. Um, so it's ending. Yeah, I'm <laughs> heartbroken that it's ended. I really do have this empty feeling inside, not really knowing what to do going forward now that it's over. Um, yeah, I'm sure obviously I'll find a way, but it truly doesn't make it any easier. Um, Isayama, you are, I am forever in your debt for creating such a big part of my life, um, but I will also have to send you the therapy bills I'm going to have to go through um, to cope with what I'm feeling right now, because um, yeah, I'm feeling a lot of things and it feels like grief, I can't lie. Um, <laughs> Obviously, like, hopefully that doesn't offend anyone, but it does feel like some form of grief here um, at the end of the show and the end of these characters that felt so real to me um, in a way that I, 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 I can't make anyone understand. Um, to thank you, Isayama. Thank you, Attack on Titan. And thank you, Erin Yeager, um, the boy who sought freedom, set me free. Um, just a masterpiece. I could sit here for hours and hours and hours talking, crying about how much I love this show and how heartbroken I am that it ended. But I don't think... Um, <laughs> that makes for very good content i'm not even sure this has been a great episode to be fair because i'm all over the place um and i don't want to bore you anymore so i thank them and thank you for for you to you sorry for for listening i do have plans for some other uh, not attack on titan episodes 
Oh, what is you have failed without Attack on Titan, hey? I've done one of these for every episode, I think, from the start of Season 4 upwards. So this is the end of an era for you have failed as well. Um, I do have other you have failed episodes planned. I've got a few things I would like to talk about, but I couldn't not talk about this not only for the sake of the tradition of you know doing a UFO episode for an Attack on Titan episode but also because it's the end of an era for anime fans everywhere you know Attack on Titan has been a big mainstay of anime for a long time and it's finally come to an end I'm glad a lot of people really enjoyed the ending and really enjoyed this story um and just personally for me, and obviously my friends, um, whether that be Cornelius, Saffron, um, you know, and so many others, this is the end of a really important part, I think, in our lives as well. Um, Saffron Cornelius got into Attack on Titan because of me. In fact, most of my friends did. Um, so I'm sure they blame me for the trauma they're going through right now and all the tears that they've shed. Um, but I know just like me, they have enjoyed every step of this journey. Um, it's been one incredible ride that we've all been on. Um, one hell of a story. And I will say with confidence, nothing, at least within our lifetime, if not ever, will ever be as good a story as Attack on Titan without being a blatant ripoff of it. It is the most intricately written, brilliant story ever made. And I don't think it's ever, ever going to be beaten. Um, yeah, it's weird thinking this is the last time I'm going to sit here dissecting Erin's character, um, which I hope I've done enough of in this episode. I'm sure Cornelius will tell me if actually when he listens to this to edit and put up if he thinks that actually I didn't do enough of that and I spent more time crying than I did actually analysing it, there's always a chance I can come back and, and do another um, breakdown for his character. But I honestly think I've... I, I've, I've, I've talked about what he did in this episode. I've, I've broke down his psychology, I think, of, you know, he didn't want to do it, but he, he did, you know... And, <laughs> he, he didn't... He, he knew he didn't want to die he wanted to be with Mikasa and I love the fact that actually in this sorry I've gone back into it ignore everything I've said but he he didn't he didn't want to die but he wanted to live with Mikasa and I do love the fact that they called him out as pathetic in this for it and even Erin admitted he was pathetic for what he said but at the end of the day he's over he is an over emotional 19 year old boy and that's the woman that he loves but he admits himself it's not fair for him to live because I'm sure all those people wanted to live as well and I don't think he's just talking about the people in the rumbling I think he's talking about all the people he's killed on Marley and everything and everything he's done they all wanted to live as well and they didn't get to and I think he's even referring to the likes of Hanji and Sasha they wanted to live and they couldn't because of Varian's actions and I think the true brilliance and this is where you can see my brain starting to think a bit clearer now so this thing I meant to say earlier is sort of his story is note at the end and Armin sort of alludes to this as well it's not just Erin's fault 
everyone's actions and everyone's decisions led to that moment. Irving and the Scouts and, and all of Paradise placing the weight of the world on Erin's shoulders, saying, you're special, you're the chosen one, you have to do this. If they didn't do that, he wouldn't have been pushed to such extremes, thinking he had to do something by himself. Armin could have maybe made different decisions. Mikasa could have everyone's decisions led to that moment where Eren would eventually end up under the tree again. And I think that's such an important message as well in life is that everyone's decisions have an impact and everyone's decisions matter. Eren didn't do it all on his own. He didn't act on his own. Everyone got him to that situation. He was just the one to pull the trigger first. Yes, he admits he would have done it, but there is also the regret he feels and he didn't have a choice either way because the past, future and present were all mixed up in his head. And you can even make the argument that maybe it was that confusion in his head that made him want to do it, made him so angry. Or maybe the anger was already born there because of the world Armin promised him and the world he actually got. Eren didn't act on his own, but he still made his own decision. And I love the brilliance in that final moment of... You haven't redeemed him, but you haven't made him out to be a total cold-hearted villain either. He is still the Eren we always knew. He just made some bad decisions, as did everyone else. And he could get punished for it. He died, and it's heavily implied he's going to hell for it. But to him, maybe that... It, to him, maybe he's finally free in doing that. And... You know, maybe he didn't go to hell after all because that bird seems to be a representation of him directly wrapping that scarf around Mikasa and travelling around following and viewing over his friends. Maybe he found his freedom all along. Um, yeah, his character truly is the best thing ever written because he didn't change the whole time. Jean alludes to it in this episode where he calls him a suicidal maniac. He was always that headstrong shoot first ask questions later I'm going to be really loud and just be abrupt to hide my weakness kind of person and in the end he he did charge head first constantly moving forward knowing that he would die so that his friends could live not caring about himself because he was selfless at the end of the day, he did care about them more than he cared about himself. Mikasa, above all else. And yes, he does want, as much as he wants to be with her, he'd much rather she live and have a long life than not, even if it is with someone else. The most brilliant character, the most brilliant story, the most brilliant anything ever um i really should wrap up now this because i'm sure i'm just repeating myself cornelius do tell me if you want more of a breakdown of erin but i feel like i've done him the justice he deserves hopefully i've done attack on titan the justice it deserves honestly i cannot put into words how beautiful incredible and perfect this story has been and this ending was um, I will rewatch Attack on Titan again very soon from start to finish. 
when the tears stop streaming from my face so maybe it won't be very soon um thank you genuinely all for listening thank you for following me along on this journey um i really do appreciate you sticking with me um once again thank you asiyama thank you attack on titan and thank you erin yeager um thank you so much guys um i'm gonna go cry some more and i will speak to you all later see you later guys shinzo sasageo